0: What do you do after the Super Bowl, the NHL, the NBA All-Star Game are over and the Daytona 500 is over? Pitchers and catchers, Masters, U.S. Open, wait wistfully until the football returns for next year. But wait, we do it early. The Alliance of American Football League underway. The ratings show it's an early hit. They debuted the week after the Super Bowl on CBS with a CBS promotional machine after primetime Super Bowl. They have primetime premiere of AAF. They're trying to be a compatible developmental league with the NFL. But the story is the 2.1 overnight rating that beat out an NBA game between the Thunder and the Rockets, and also the idea that this is going to be a league that is not competitive with the NFL. At least that's the rhetoric. The USFL and XFL performed well at the gate, but then fizzled. And of course, the challenge for the AAF will be to keep the good times rolling, as ratings will be harder to come by when the games are on CBS Sports Network and not prime time. Ultimately, compelling football is what keeps fans engaged long term. And the AAF will be competing with the other new football league, the XFL, which is set to launch in 2020. The AAF will have to outperform other new leagues in addition to well-established sports institutions. Institutions, such as the NBA and MLB during the spring and summer months. Well, startup football has always been an issue. Remember the Birmingham Fire, now we got the Birmingham Iron, and there are those second-level cities like Memphis who will always have teams and can recite chapter and verse, but maybe this is real, and we'll have to see if people's love of football can transcend. One person, a special guest who's covered the entire base, is Oliver luck. He was the West Virginia University Athletic Director. He led the NCAA as far as governance and compliance. He led the World League of American Football, involved with the Texans, but also started Dynamo the Stadium in Houston, and as well as the Houston Dynamos, the MLS franchise. And let's not forget, he's also now commissioner of the XFL, Vince McMahon's machine. He's got an extra year, some would say, as an advantage versus the AAF, as opposed to a year of non-visibility as the AAF gets out of the box. Let's hear Oliver Luck tell it, but let's hear him also talk about his perspective as a sports guy. Oliver Luck. Oh, by the way, he's Andrew Luck's dad professor Rick Harrow inside the boardroom, beyond the scoreboard. Uh, we have the commissioner that presides over all of football with us today. Incredibly <laughs> proud, a long and illustrious career. Uh, Paul, uh, Raj, no, it's Oliver Luck. Ah. O- Oliver, Oliver Luck, the commissioner of the XFL, and I'm certainly not cynical about it. Don't mean to minimize it. If you take a look at some of the information, I'm serious about it. This is a league that's on the way to success, largely because of... I won't. Oliver's even temperament certainly need capital, but his bridge building skills as well. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Looking forward to it.
0: Absolutely. Thank you very much. So we are here attracting a great crowd, and everybody thought that everybody was lined up for Oliver Luck's autograph. By the way, no two things. One is they think they're getting Andrew's autograph, and he's not here. <laughs> he his kid. And then second is Miami Super Bowl 2020 is pounding coconuts in the background. And we have a line there, so we'll
1: I can I can do Andrew's autograph though if people want to if they really I, want I, that. I'm
0: pretty sure. So they won't go home empty-handed. And by the way, you're probably the only one who could really get away with that. So <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: cool well, my point. wife won't let me do it, though. No, she I'm, I'm frowns pretty, on that I'm, sort of behavior. I'm pretty
0: sure. I'm pretty sure. Nor, nor will he. Yeah. So the morning of June 4, June 5, whatever it is, 2018, clearly life-changing for you for a lot of reasons. Vince and you had a lot of conversations before that, but that was your announcement. So okay. give me your mindset as to why you did it and how you feel now.
1: Sure. So I was working at the NCAA, as you know. You know, uh, EVP of Regulatory Affairs, basically a number two to, uh, to Mark Emmert, <laughs> I really appreciate. He has a hard job. It's tough running college athletics, and I was aware that Vince had made an announcement last January that the league was going to be relaunched, but I didn't really pay much attention to it, quite honestly. So one of his guys reached out and said, "Hey, would you take a meeting with Vince?" And I said, "Sure." Uh, you know, I didn't know him, didn't met. I had never met him. I uh, was sort of impressed with his entrepreneurial bent and building up WWE into a you know publicly traded billion dollar a year company. It's remarkable. So he reached out to you. He reached out, out to air, me basically. out of thin air, and uh, you know I ran NFL Europe, so yeah, there's it not sure. it's a pretty select group, you know that's run professional football leagues and, and started them from scratch, right? So uh, anyway, I sat with them, and over the course of a couple of days, and you know I wanted to really understand why he wanted to do this, and would he do it, you know, as the Brits would say, in a proper fashion, right? Yeah. right? Uh, because the first time around wasn't good. Football wasn't good. It was gimmicky. And, you know, I, I wouldn't want to be part of a bad football league with lots of gimmicks. I don't think the American public likes gimmicks, right? right? Particularly yeah. when it comes to something important like football. Yeah, football. Right. So, um, you know, he convinced me that uh, he was going to, you know, hire somebody that knew football and could build that league the way it should be built. And, you know, everything I've experienced in the last six, seven months as I've been on board has been just that. He's given me all the rope I need, as they say, to hang myself
0: presumption of, and you're not, (laughs) presumption of he-hate-me days, and now you have until early 2020 to prove that wrong in eight cities. His comment, or yours, about reimagining football, what exactly does that mean?
1: Yeah, so what he wants is a up-tempo game, right? Um, fewer stoppages, fewer breaks, right? You know, the, the college and pro balls sometimes can yeah. go on forever, right? Well, there's a good reason they're commercial. Well, right? that's 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 yeah. true. That's yeah. true. But, yeah, think of all the you know, split-screen that's now yeah, taking place, sure. right? Sure. So, you know, up-tempo game, um, you know, uh, he wants to be innovative in, in what we do, right? So, uh, you know, shorter breaks, so and get it all done in three hours. Right? Remember back in the old days, the yeah, 1970s, the or the, the right. 80s or the 90s when, you know, a games really got done under three hours. Right. So uh, I think, you know, the talent pool of players and coaches is pretty deep, pretty rich, pretty broad. And I think we can, we can find guys that are able to, you know, deliver on that promise, right? So um, we've got, uh, very soon we'll be announcing our break broadcast partners uh, we have four games a weekend right eight eight teams four games a weekend all those games will be broadcast every last one either terrestrially or fully distributed cable. So we're going to have multiple,
0: some multiple partners.
1: Multiple partners. We're going to have some great broadcast deals. We're not far from naming uh, our head coaches, right? Uh, I've got four signed and uh, four more to come because uh, I'm acting like an, the owner of each one of these teams, right? Really? Because you know Vince owns them, and, and
0: it's not as if you're not experienced doing
1: it. Yeah, I, I hired coaches over yeah, in Europe, right. you know, uh, multiple times, right, right, with our league. So uh, it, it's you know it's it's coming together. We have the gift of time. I wouldn't have. Taking this job, Rick. You know, Vince said you got three months, and we got to play. i said, "Nope, don't want it." <laughs> you know, yeah. you need time. You need time but in but any part, startup. Part
0: of it to, yeah, any
1: startup. Any startup. But part of
0: it is the nuts and bolts of the widgets and everything you need to do stadiums. All- Part of it is the reimagining. The reimagining.
1: That's right. Basically. That's right. So we've taken all these ideas. We have a different kickoff we're looking at. We have a different punt we're looking at. We're looking at a 25 second clock versus the 40 second clock. We're looking at a different overtime, right? We're looking at having an eighth referee. Yeah. <laughs> what a novel yeah. idea, you know? And that a replay. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so all that stuff. But you have to test it as yeah, well, yeah. you know. And so yeah. we're testing it already with uh, junior colleges back in December of this past year. We're working with the spring league. It uh, might be yeah. familiar to you. The your yeah. call football. League. Right. These are all, you know, we basically borrow these these uh, leagues players for three or four days yeah. and run fifty five of our new kickoffs to make sure we've got it right and you know punts and all that kind of stuff. You, you th- I've always found it interesting. My dad was a chemical engineer and he used to preach about the importance of R&D to DuPont where he worked think about the NFL 14 15 billion dollar a year company there's not much R&D going on <laughs> yeah, right? right you know or college football right, right? very popular but not much R&D going. so we want to make sure we test these things as best we can before we you know etch them in our rule book
0: right but the other piece of it is is to develop consensus as meaningful partners. The one thing I noticed about your release was how glowing Mark Emmert was, and it didn't look like a normal comic. To me, it looked like something that was a friend that really wanted to send you off on the right foot. And the same thing, I assume, with Roger Goodell. You told me a story, but tell it in your own way. But so, how do you feel like you have the ability to bridge built?
1: Well, you know, I, I think everybody in the football business should be rooting for everybody else in the football business, right? In theory, right? In theory, right? I've think that a rising tide lifts all boats I think that we're at a high water mark in terms of football the NFL is extraordinarily popular as is you know major college ball and even small college ball so I think there's you know plenty of room for everybody to sort of play in this space right uh, but I think it's important to have good relationships with the National Football League or you know good relationships with major college football you know you catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar I've always believed that and that's you know that's appropriate you know so you know relationships with Roger or Mark or other folks to me they're important not just from a personal standpoint, but also from a professional standpoint.
0: Well, here's my take on that. You've used, and I mean this with respect, you used three really good sayings the last two minutes that yeah, catch my fly. <laughs> and you got three, and I'm sure you've heard of But the bottom line is that University of West Virginia, World League of American Football, Houston Dynamo, uh, you know, NCAA you no, bridge building means chops to be able to walk into a room and say I've done it, I'm doing it, and so that to me is a missing link that other people may not have had.
1: Well, you know, I guess there's a select group of people that have actually started football leagues yeah. and like, run them, it's, it's you it's know, on one hand. Or, or even started you know a, a franchise like the Dynamo, right? Yeah. That was the old San Jose Earthquake coming down to Houston, et cetera. So you know, it's a, it's a select few, so hope, right? right? So I, I feel like you've done it before, and you have a, you have confidence in your experience, All right, to handle it again.
0: How do you feel about your like, PR person eating while you're? while you're doing the
1: uh, I you're feel doing great if airport she'd airport. give me a little uh, bite or no, save no, something no, for no, no, me. No, no,
0: you don't have time. That's right. We don't, have time. We don't have time. That's, That's time. right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no problem. He, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, this is the hardest working guy. I used to say in in college sports, and television whatever it is. But now you're you're the hardest working guy, <laughs> guy in, in your amalgamation of future success. <laughs> <laughs> talk about let's, 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 let's do the cynical and, Let's, let's do the uh, the cynical and and, and and get it out of the way for a minute. Yeah. Uh you got four leagues who are not this year, but next year in the next couple of years. The, the NFL has gone from uh, uh, WFL to USFL to kind of a free time. To but uh, at least right, the world right, league right. was at, was yours. Now you got you got four, and the uninformed would say, including one that starts tomorrow. Maybe yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the uninformed would say. What, what gives you the
1: reason? You've had the presumption of failure. You know, tell us why this is. Sure. Uh, it's really just a couple things. Capital, money matters, right? Any startup. And, you know, Vince is putting a, a minimum of 500 million bucks behind this venture. Time, which you know, which yeah. we, we we have and the ability to plan. Uh, very powerful partners, which, you know, we'll be announcing very soon. And I think the other thing is this. Disciplined decision making. So, you know, think about the USFL. I remember going to Houston Gambler Games. The place, is, the place was rocking, right? The old Astrodome. If they yeah, Jerry Argovitz. If they had stayed in the spring, had disciplined decision-making, that would be a very valuable property today. But they didn't. Right. right? Can they we made talk about Donald Trump? Or no, we shouldn't. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they moved to the fall. That right. was a bad decision. Lack of decision-making yeah. discipline. But uh, that's the vision we have, right? Yeah. So, you know, you build. But Lamar Hunt was uh, you know, very interested in NFL Europe when I was running the league. Right. Uh, and Lamar used to say to me, Oliver, you always have to remember who you are, but more importantly, who you're not. So we have to remember who we're not. We're not the National Football League and never will be, right? But we can be the XFL and build our league in the spring, bind our own business, if you will, have good relations with everybody, right, in the football world because I think it's all important. Uh, but I think we can build up uh, brands that people kind of like and watch and follow. Shift gears in a few minutes. Is college football heading in the right direction? You've been there not only at the governing
0: level, ladies and gentlemen, in Indy, but you were there running the University of West Virginia, and you had some notoriety on the field, so obviously you had some perspective. Is it moving in the right direction?
1: I think it is. I think it's in a pretty healthy spot. Uh, I think that uh, you know, by and large, uh, it's 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 good. Listen, it better be going in the right direction because the revenue from college football is paying for the swim team and the lacrosse. And people always forget it, but it it carries your athletic department. Same thing for men's basketball, right? For the for the schools not you know there with a with a revenue producing football team. So I think I think the governance of football is actually pretty good. I'm opposed to paying players. That question always. Yeah. comes up, you know, because I think that... If
0: in quotes, where are the quotes? Yeah, that. yeah. yeah, that's right, exactly. Yeah.
1: No, but I do think that, that uh, you can provide some additional benefits for players. I, why not have a scholarship include grad school? Right. right? Why not have the scholarship include a year abroad right. if you want to spend time, you know, overseas as part of your education, right? Why not, you know, three or four years of insurance after school?
0: My, my, my unsolicited comment that I've shared with guys like Joe Castiglione and others is that you're... Your gain, the XFL, is a loss on the governance committee's structure. You know, there's so many things that the... Is is Joe... No question, no question.
1: Is Joe not the best AD in the world hiring Bob Stoops with that great run and then hiring Lincoln Riley? Is that not... I mean, Joe is the most... By the way,
0: we'll, we'll do it in a minute. We're promoting. We have a book. We'll do it much more time. He's one of our chapter writers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we picked only the best, which is one of the reasons why you're there. But the bottom line is that Joe is one of the best linear thinkers as well. So... You know, God bless college football for surrounding themselves with the right people because you hear playoffs and, you know, these four teams deserve it this year, so they're fine with it next year. You don't make decisions. <laughs> so the other question about looking back, here's a West Virginia guy who went to Texas law school, did the Big 12 deal with West Virginia in Big 12. If you had it to do over again today, would you do it?
1: Uh, I would. Really? West Virginia culturally is much like uh, the big 12 and I say that in this in this sense right Appalachia goes all the way out to include Oklahoma I think Oklahoma State and University of Oklahoma are very much like WVU it includes you know places like Kansas State and Kansas and Iowa State right I mean you know actually we had more in com- we have more in common with the big 12 schools than we did with our old Big East companions yeah. Syracuse had nothing in common with WVU right. <laughs> seriously yeah. Georgetown had very little in common with WVU but Oklahoma State does Texas right. Tech does right? right? So I really think it's a culturally a very good fit, even though the geography is a little bit <laughs> odd, right? But you know, it's it's culturally a very good fit for the Mountaineers. Well,
0: it's as odd as a Rutgers being in the West. <laughs> yeah. As odd yeah. as everything else is, so that's yeah. clearly not the dimension. That's right. And if that's going in the right direction, then so what about MLS? And then we'll. we'll
1: oh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of what Don Garber has done. You know, he, if you go back and look at where they were when he took that job in I don't know two two thousand maybe, okay. where they are today, it's it's incredible. The value, of the franchise, is the quality of the league. It's got ways to go still. It still, has got to figure out how to break that TV question, right? You know, it's not destination viewing for the vast majority of people, and that's that's a, that's a challenge. NFL is, and XFL hopes to be destination viewing, but you know MLS has to kind of in, increase the opportunity for for the TV broadcast and then expand their audience.
0: Uh, what does it feel like when people stop you on the street and say uh, how's Andrew can you get
1: me to Andrew Well, they say uh, tell Andrew I got him on my fantasy team so he needs to throw a bunch you know I say you think he cares about that <laughs> yeah, no, I mean yeah. I really I, I really no yeah, no that's, that's the question that, right? that's the yeah. question I get yeah, I'm sure. I said hey I'm great good good job but you know I'm not well, going to
0: ladies <laughs> and in that context we'll this. and by the way he is one of our uh, contributors to the sport business handbook you hear a lot more about it but you know key people in the industry uh, Paul is in there Steve Ross in there and on and on and on so uh, it's as good as it gets, uh, Andrew Luck. Oh, excuse me. Oliver Luck, thank you very <laughs> much. Thank you, Rick. I appreciate you it. You bet. My thank pleasure. Ricardo, speak with you soon. So Oliver Luck has some perspective. Obviously, he's tired of people calling him Andrew. He was a quarterback in the NFL, but not as good as his kid, quite clearly. Wish them all well. So... Here's the key from his perspective, talking about creating the star and creating name recognition. Axios Sports examined the social media followings of every all-star starter across the four major sports, and they expected the star-driven NBA to come out ahead, but not to the magnitude by which the league led other sports. LeBron has more followers, not surprisingly, on Instagram and Twitter, over 89 million, than, get this, every. MLB, NFL, NHL All-Star Starter combined. James has more than twice as many as the next closest NBA All-Star Starter, Steph Curry, 37 million comparatively in the NFL. J.J. Watt, the strongest social presence among NFL Pro Bowlers, over 8.8 million followers in MLB and NHL. Mike Trout, Alex Ovechkin, respectively, have almost the same exact number of followers across both platforms, as do Matt Kemp and Connor McDavid. But it's also notable and maybe regrettable from a branding standpoint that the NHL All Star roster showcased in San Jose last month, the 15 starters had either no Twitter account or no Instagram account, or neither. The bottom line is, if you're a superstar league these days, you get with the program, you go to the right markets, you get the right corporate folks, you get significant owners, you get a television contract that gives you exposure, and you make sure that you are a star on social media. All of that is the key to the sports business, and all of that may determine who succeeds and who fails in the significantly competitive world of the next football league. Riccaro, Keeping Score. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this edition of Keeping Score. Our producer, Alex Cohen. Associate producer, Freddie Joyner. Assistance provided by Carlos Waddick, Tanner Simpkins, and the executive editor of Reuters Digital, Dan Colarusso. I'm Riccardo. Thanks again for listening. See you next time on Keeping Score.